Guys, we are back every Wednesday. We're going to put you out a podcast. We've been gone for a while. COVID's really just whatever. COVID what? Who knows? Tired of COVID. Fucking sick of COVID. Anyway, we're back every Wednesday with an episode bigger, better than ever. So I want to take a few minutes to say thanks. Um, if you would, please, wherever you listen, but I know Apple has the ratings, has the reviews, please take the time to go and give us a rating, give us a review. Reach out to us on email, duh, podcast at gmail. Send us a gmail. Send us an email. You can find us on TikTok under Jeremy Pell, P-E-L-L, Duh Weekly Podcast. That's the same for Instagram, Twitter. Find us. Let us know you're listening. Let us know you're listening. Um, also, I'm going to... Not every week, but I'm trying to generate money to do the podcast. Uh, so what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to put a link in there, which you can do it through Anchor or, or however, but Cash App is what I use. I'm going to put a link in the show notes for $5, and we're going to do a bonus episode this week, and it would be a, well, be a bonus video uh, talking about the case we're talking this week. But anyway... Uh, you send us $5, we send you that bonus video. We're going to try to do that maybe once a month to generate a little money uh, to help support the podcast. And we thank any, thank you for anything we can get. So this week, we're going to be talking about a case that I know has nationwide coverage. Not as much as some, but this case actually hits close to home because... This actually happened 300 yards down from where I live in the Hawkins County community of Rogersville, Tennessee, and the disappearance of Summer Utah Moon Wells. Um, We're going to actually give you in this episode some information that's not out there and it's not been uh, in the media, it's not been anywhere, because it's first-hand information that we've been able to obtain from Don Wells himself, from the local law enforcement, FBI, TBI, which whom were all over this case. So, if you don't know anything about the case, we're going to go through and we're going to talk about the basics of this case. Now, any missing child, it's it just goes right to the heart, man. It, it really does. And, uh, you know, you, you don't see, you see Americans and neighbors come together really strong in a situation like this, where you have a missing five-year-old girl who had just now recently had her sixth birthday, and she is still missing. So, what we know so far, now... I want to clarify a few things before I start. Now, I've heard a lot about the community. Beach Creek is a road. It is actually Highway 347 that runs. It's a state road that runs Hawkins County into Sullivan County, which is Kingsport, which is part of the Tri-Cities area. I'm going to give you a little bit of background on the location. This is a Rogersville address. And every time I've heard a podcast, they always give the population at 5,000 and some change. 
Now that is Rogersville City, okay? Hawkins County is large. It includes Mooresburg, Rogersville, Mount Carmel, Sigournsville, Bulls Gap, parts of Bean Station, um, all the way up, and it touches into Kingsport, Tennessee, which is Sullivan County. Um, Hawkins County has more than 50,000 people in it. So we're talking about a missing person from a, a 5,000 a 5, town population or 5,000 county. That's not accurate. Where this is located is technically a Rogersville address, but this is right on the Sullivan County line and is 10 minutes from Kingsport, and their house, Candace and Don Wells and Summer Wells, their house is actually 30 minutes from Rogersville. They will actually do all their shopping, all their whatever they need to do in the Kingsport area because from where they're located and from where I'm located, it is 10 minutes to Kingsport, which is Sullivan County, which has 50, 60, 70, 80,000 people in it, and it's a large county as well. So this is not, now it is in an area that is secluded. So I've heard all this cornbread mafia, uh, this, this, it's the most absurd shit I've ever heard. My wife has lived down here all of her life. I have lived down here 10 years and I have never heard of the cornbread mafia. 99.9% .9 of everyone down here, they are good, solid, working, wonderful neighbors and Americans. Now, in any area, you've got certain people that do certain things and you know it. And yes, there's, there's a few bad seeds down in this area. But it is a wonderful quiet area. It is near the Bays Mountain Planetarium. It's not far from there. Um, so I wanted to clear that up. There is no cornbread mafia. I've never heard of that in my life. There might be five or six jackasses and they can barely put two sentences together, much less form any kind of a mafia. So that is a myth that does not exist. That is a lie. And as far as the meth labs and this or that, I've never heard tale of any down here. Now, I, like I said, there are four or five, six people that you know up and down this six, seven mile stretch of road that's considered Beach Creek. They're, they're dumbasses, they're, they're, they're trouble. But it's like anywhere else. So there is no cornbread mafia. It isn't a town of 5,000, maybe Rogersville City, but you've got to understand where this location is and where they're located. And I'll get into more depth into that when we talk about the, the, you know, the, the actual house and how kind of the, the little girl went missing. But what we know is June 15th of um, 2021, um, Candace Wells, which is Summer Wells' mother, now she has three brothers, they're staying at home, and uh, Summer's great-grandmother, or Candace, which is Summer's mom, her mother lives on the property with them in a camper-style-slash-mobile home. So that day, now for, for I'm, I'm going I'm to pull a page out of Sarah Turney's book here, for, for purposes of understanding, Candace Wells is Summer Wells' mom. Summer Wells is a missing six-year-old girl. Candy is going to be Candace's mother, which is Summer's grandmother. So, June 15th, 
Candace takes Candy and Summer to the ER because of her knee. So they're out in Kingsport. I think it's Indian Path or Holston Valley. Either way, they're out. Uh, so I think Candace tells the story that instead of waiting at the ER, she runs an errand and goes over to a friend's house. Now this friend has a young family, young young man that's friends of the family. Uh, they hang out over there for a while. When Candy is ready, Candace, Summer, and this young man, I think he's 15, they go, he, he goes with them. Now, they go pick her up. I think they have to pick up some medicine, so they drop a prescription off at Walgreens. They go to uh, Warrior State Park, which is over off Colonial Drive in Kingsport. Uh, I guess they're splashing around in the water there where the paddle boats go. Uh, there's pictures, there's video. You have heard rumors that the young man tells a story that Summer slipped, went under, uh, this or that, but those stories have never amounted to anything and they've never been proven. Um, you, they go to Sonic. They end up taking this young boy back home. Uh, they go to Priceless Foods and that's where the, the picture is. You see Summer sleeping in the back with the jugs of milk on their way home. Now, according to... Now, I'm going to tell you something. In this episode, I, I, we have spoke to Don. Don spoke to us a day after this happened. Uh, Candace spoke to my wife through Facebook Messenger the day it happened and while it had just started and in the middle of the frantic searching, she reached out with a message. And I'll tell you what that said here shortly. And we'll get to that. But so now it's 3.34 o'clock. Candace is home. Now home. Okay. Let me explain this to you because I put a video on Instagram to show you how far off the fucking road this house is. Okay. Beach Creek Road is a country road. It's State Route 347. Not an isolated road. People travel this road. Okay. But it's not a heavily traveled road. It's in the country. Okay. So you're 347. Now you have to turn onto Ben Hill Road, which is a desolate, dead-end road that no one goes down. You have to go down this road maybe 50, 60, 70 yards, turn right up Don and Candace Wells Driveway, which is like going up a steep mountain that is rutted out. It is not a, a concrete just uh, right on the road, right on the main road. This house sits up on a hill about 100 yards off the main road, off a side road, a dead-end road, a rutted-out driveway, and it's covered and surrounded by trees, bushes, weeds, and we're talking about the middle of June. So, Beach Creek Road, isolated. Got to make a right turn onto Ben Hill Road, dead-end road, and then about 50, 60 yards into that road, you take a, a sharp right turn up a steep driveway up to a house that's surrounded by trees and brush. So they're at home. Candace and Candy are planting flowers. Summer's helping them. Now Candace's story is Summer wants to go in. She goes in. She is her brothers are not wanting to play with her. She goes downstairs. Now downstairs is not like a down a step. It is underneath a cabinet that you open a trap door and climb down a ladder. So she goes downstairs where her room is, playroom. I think Don and Candace sleep down there. 
Now, the story is this. Candace is with her mother, helping her with a knee brace or whatever she's doing. Summer has gone inside. Two to five minutes later, two to five minutes later, Candace comes back in the home, asks the boys, where's Summer? Oh, she's downstairs. She goes downstairs. There is no Summer. Summer has vanished off the face of the earth. Now, your first thought might be, okay, she's went outside. They check outside. Summer's gone. Now, at this point, we're talking about terrain in the middle of June that you're not going to walk through. I, I, you're not going to walk through this terrain. This is heavily wooded, heavily brushed terrain. Now, when she goes missing, so Candace states that this is around 6 to 6.30. Now, I remember... At around 6.30, somewhere in that neighborhood, I don't know the exact time, me and my children were home. My wife had not made it home from work yet. Uh, she was on her way. Now, she, no, wait a minute, she gets home, let's see, 6.30, around 6.30, 6.45, my wife arrives home. Now, right, I see, 15 minutes, probably after she arrived home, so let's go and put it around 6.45. So we'll say 6.30, 6.45, I see volunteer uh, fire trucks going down the road. like, And, the, and they're going, and I, we see, me and my daughter, she's 12, we see, I don't know, 8 or 10. So it's a lot. So it's alarming. So we're like, we don't wonder what's going on. Um, I don't know, 8, 10 minutes, my daughter's like, let's ride down and see, let's ride down and see. So she finally talks me into doing it, and we ride down. Now, as we approach Ben Hill Road, here's what I see. I see a patrol car with a, a uniform sitting inside the car. That's the only police that, that is there at this moment. And he is, sit, he is in the car, so he's just kind of sitting and blocking Ben Hill Road. Now, across Ben Hill Road is another road um, that just does a half loop. Uh, and over there is about 15 locals standing and kind of watching and seeing what's going on. Now, of course, through the news, we've learned that she yells at her neighbor. The boys are down at the creek. Don gets his call from Candace. You know, as soon as this happens, Candace can't find Summer. So she calls Don and Don says, call 911. He calls 911. And we know there's some conflicting stories there, but... You know, the, the 911 operator says took a walk, but maybe when Don says something, he says, you know, my wife took a walk to her mother's. And maybe not understanding that her mother's, Candy, is Candace's mother, lives on the property. So Don might have said something like, my wife walked to my mother-in-law's. And they got that, you know, misconstrued from that. Because the 911 operator does say, and she says, the mother says she took a walk. Um... So I think that's where that could have come from. But what we have now is 6.37 o'clock, we've got a missing five-year-old girl, and we have friends and neighbors and families looking for her. Okay. Now, this goes on all night, the search. And I know at one point in time, this was after dark of the same night that this happened, I go to take my children over to their grandmother's, and the local law enforcement have each road, and I know the, the King Sporting end is blocked off and roadblocked. They are searching every car 
that comes in and out of Beach Creek at this time. We went through the roadblock. They searched everybody. They looked in our car, looked in our trunk. So they had blocked the road off and the search went on. Now, the story that is mainly told, now the search went on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Every night, infrared, helicopter, uh, thousands of searchers, they searched and searched and searched and searched and there was no sign of Summer Wells. Now, throughout the stories coming up, you know, little things pop up. Don Wells has a domestic assault charge. He got a DUI. He had a, like a gun violation charge. He right now is in jail. He is serving the two days for the DUI and he is serving the violation, pro the violation of probation from the original gun charge which was 1129, which tells me it was a misdemeanor, so I don't know what kind of charge it was exactly, like carrying a gun or having a gun while intoxicated, something like that. He's now serving at a minimum 180 days. Don Wells, Summerwell's father, is in jail now. So there's, there's nothing, but there's really not a lot to tell in this story except this girl goes missing. People come out in droves and search for her for weeks on end with helicopters, airplanes, the whole nine yards, and, and she is never found. The search scales back, the searching stops. They come back out in winter when you know some of the foliage and the brush has kind of withered off and they still find nothing. So what the main story that, that is, is played out, of course, the location I think is important of the house. You got to understand that this house is isolated and secluded. This house, not only does it sit on a road, Beach Creek Road, that's a country road, you have to literally turn on a dead end road, which is Ben Hill Road, and then go up another 50, 60, 70 yards up a rough driveway to get to their home that sits on the top of a hill that is isolated from everything. So, that location, I don't understand. The timing, I don't understand. Candace says that she was only away from summer two to five minutes. No one can come up the driveway and get her because it's a one-way-in, one-way-out driveway. So, as the news stories come out, they say that she'd, the, the dogs had picked up a scent and that they had followed it down this hill. Now, here's the first piece of information that no one knows. A few days before Summer goes missing, we are driving down the road coming toward Kingsport from the Rogersville direction. Now, you have to understand the way this is laid out. These hills are steep around Don Wells and Candace Wells' home. And a few days before... Summer went missing. Don Wells is out there with a push mower trying to mow this waist-high brush down on this hill down from the side of his house. He's never done it before. It's never been mowed, you can tell. It's never been cut. So why is Don Wells trying to whack this hillside down and get this brush cut down. I find it odd that several days before 
his daughter goes missing. This very hill that connects his home to the to the road, he's up there with a push mower trying to whack and mow this hill. Well, he gets it mowed. He mows the hill down with a push mower. Now, I'm not saying it's immaculate, but what he's done is he has taken a push mower and he has knocked all the, the high stuff. It's waist high when he starts. He's knocked it all down with a push mower. I find it odd that he mowed that bank. I find the time frame odd, two to five minutes. Now, it would be different if it was a highly public area. It'd be different if there's a lot of traffic in this area. We're talking about two to five minutes at a home that is a one driveway in, one driveway out, and it is secluded and no one else is around. How far can someone get in two to five minutes when you're off the main road? Now, the newspaper and some people state that the dogs picked up a scent, followed it down the little hill. Was it the same hill that Don mowed down? I'm not 100% sure where the dogs tracked the hill. But that hill now, this little hill that's once grown up waist high, has been mowed down by Don Wells two or three days before his daughter goes missing. Is this the same hill the dogs tracked her scent down and then stopped at the road? So you're going to tell me in two to five minutes someone has parked at the road, walked up this hill, and just so happened this young girl comes out the basement door and... D d disappears into thin air. That's not a location to where a stranger and a random person is going to say, let's take this country road. Better yet, let's turn on this dead end uh, uh, secluded road and let's park right here at the crest of this 75 foot tall driveway hill. It doesn't make any sense. Now, no one's saying anybody done anything. Because we know, I don't know if you watch Dr. Phil, but Dr. Phil had Candace and Don on. That's where the whole cornbread mafia thing came up, which I thought was ridiculous. Something else that I'm going to let you guys in on that no one else knows. The day, that my, the day that this happened, when my wife was coming home, she saw a black 90s model Ford Ranger pull out of Ben Hill Road. And the reason that she paid attention to this is because when the vehicle pulled out, it pulled out in front of her cousin that was coming the opposite direction. So she paid attention to the cousin coming and paid attention, therefore, to the truck pulling out. Now, this was told to law enforcement, and police did come back and say that they found that man, and that man was buying auto parts in this area. But that's a piece of information no one knows. A mid to early 90s black Ford Ranger driven by a man looking for auto parts around the same time that Summer Wells goes missing. Also, Don Wells mowing down a waist-high bank two or three days before his daughter goes missing, possibly being the very bank that they tracked her scent down is odd. The time frame, two to five minutes of Candace being away from summer and her going missing is odd. Yes, it could happen, but I feel like it could happen only in a high traffic area, not in an area that's so secluded that it would take you five minutes just to walk down the driveway. This is not a high traffic area. This house is off the road. 
Now, let's get back to, well, those are, those are the two points I wanted to add in that no one knows. No one knows about the Black Ford Ranger, mid to early 90s Black Ford Ranger. Uh, didn't get a description of the man driving, no, it was a man. But police did say that they were able to track this man down and it was, he was of no help. I don't know. I don't know about that. I find it odd. He said he was buying auto parts up here in this area at that time. I find that odd. Also, something new is the bank thing with Don Wells mowing the bank down, the Waste High Bank. I find that odd. Well, that's two pieces of information that you don't have that was never in the media, uh, something we learned hands-on. Now, there's two other pieces of information I'm going to give you here, and then I'm going to let you know what our conversation with the TBI, the FBI, and the local uh, uh, local departments were on a bonus episode. Uh, and I can tell you what they told me and what their insights were. But uh, when we come back, I want to tell you about our conversations with Cand or our conversations with Don Wells the day after this happened. Um, he stopped at our house because my wife had sent Candace Wells a Facebook Messenger uh, message. Uh, I'll let you know what that said, what Candace said back to my wife, and what Don said when he stopped down here to tell us. Thanks. We'll be right back. All right, guys, and we're back. Like I said, thanks again for listening. But let's go into part two here. Now, what we've covered in the first part of the episode is just some of the basic stuff. We know what Candace Wells and her mother done that day with Summer. Uh, they went to the various places, Sonic, the ER, the Walgreens, the park, Priceless. They were back home. We know she uh, watches Summer go in the house. Um... And within two to five minutes, she's back in the house asking where Summer is, and Summer's gone. Uh, we let you know that around 6.30ish, there was a early models black Ford Ranger seen pulling out of Ben Hill Road. Police apparently talked to him. They come back and personally told us that he was of no interest, uh, and he was marked off the list. Um, also told you about Don Wells mowing down his waist-high bank several days before Summer goes missing. Is this the same bank that Summer was seen, or seen Summer was tracked going down with the dogs? Uh, we don't know. I don't know. Um, they Thousands of people come down here and search for weeks, airplanes, helicopters, and nothing. It's just like this young girl just disappeared off the face of the earth. Now, I'm not going to go into great detail about you know, like the Candace's sister years ago went missing in Wisconsin. That's an oddity. Uh, we know about um, Don Wells accusing her of having an affair. We know about some domestic assaults, some drinking, having a gun while drunk. We know there's some charges in Utah. So we know Don and Candace have had some, some run-ins with the law. Um, I don't know that that's relevant, really. I mean, really going into detail about that, it is what it is. Uh, I know Don had some strange behavior afterwards. Candace had some strange behavior on Dr. Phil. But, you know, you really don't know how you would act in a situation. You just don't. All I can tell you is things that I seen and I heard 
and things that just don't make sense to me. And I'm not saying that anybody's guilty because no one has been charged with any crime. Don Wells, however, is in jail right now as we speak, at least for 180 days for his past offenses, his drinking, his, his violence, and things like that. And I'm not saying anybody done anything. Uh, I wanted to clear up some issues with the population, the size, the location of the house. Uh, wanted to clear up some things with the Cornbread Mafia. Never heard of it. This area down here is nice and quiet and full of lovely people. I've never heard of the Cornbread Mafia. Uh, however, like I said earlier, you know this location is closer to Kingsport than it is Rogersville. It is a Rogersville address. And everybody always gives that 5,000 people population. And that's the, the population of Rogersville City. They have their own police department in Rogersville City. This is handled by Hawkins County Sheriff's Department. This is in Hawkins County about 30 seconds from the Sullivan County line, which is Kingsport. Hawkins County has over 50,000 people in it. And I know Sullivan County has more than that. So we're talking about a large area. But what we discussed in the first part is the home of Summer Wells, Don Wells, or dad, Candace Wells, or mother, is so secluded off the main, off the high, off the road, that it's not only off Beach Creek Road, which is State Route 347, you have to turn onto a dead-end Ben Hill Road and then go about 50, 60 yards and then go up a terribly steep, rutted-out gravel driveway that's surrounded by brush and, and weeds and trees. Uh, obviously, that one little hill down there in front of the house going down to the road had been cut down by Don with the mower. We had already talked about that. That was one of the things that nobody knew. Now you do. So I want to finish this up, you know, by saying I, I've, I don't know how someone would act. I don't. I want to say that first before I go into the last part. But we were out here in the, in the, my wife had sent a Facebook message to Candace and said, if there's anything we can do, let us know. Now they had already told us, you know, to be checking your, your buildings, if you have outbuildings, trail cams and things like that. But she just wanted to reach out and ask if there was anything we could do, let her know. If she needed anything, let her know. Now, her answer to me was odd. If it was, if a family member or a real close friend had sent this message to you, maybe not. But this, my wife had never spoken to her. So this will be the first form of communication ever between these two women. And my wife reached out to Candace Wells the day after and said, is there anything I can do? Do you need anything? And Candace's answer was a six pack of Mountain Dew. Maybe she needed that for the kids, for herself. I don't, maybe it's something they needed. I personally thought that was strange. Now, maybe it's not strange. That's what I'm saying. I'm not passing judgment here. I'm just saying it was strange. So now, like I said, Don Wells stops down the next day. And I'm a few of the, my workers are here, friends are here, uh, and he stops. And his conversation, although I can't remember it word for word, was odd to me. It was a, I'm not saying Christian religion is odd, but it was more from a place of almost like he was talking like he was at peace or as long, you know, uh, God, as long as God's got her in his arms, kind of comments. And like I said, I don't know what would come out of my fucking mouth if something like that happened. I would be, I would be just, whew, I don't know what I'd be. I don't. 
But he come down to say thanks for sending a message. But his conversation was more of a, from a religious standpoint of, you know, she if she's gone, and he didn't come out and say she's this, she's that, she's this. But like I said, these are the first times we're speaking to these people, and and you don't know how somebody's going to act. So I'm not bashing them. I'm not at all. I don't. I just I want to give the information that I have, uh, and some of it's firsthand information. So he his conversation to me was from a standpoint of trying to comfort, because in his mind, I think he had already thought the worst. That's kind of what I took from the conversation. You know, God's, she's in a, you know, if, blah, 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 she's in a better place. Uh, God, God, God will have her, you know, protect her. Or God will, God's with her. Or, or, you know, coming from a church standpoint. Like I said, I don't remember exactly word for word what he said. But the gist of the conversation was a strong religious, like, almost like if she is not here on earth, she's with God, basically. And maybe it was odd, maybe it wasn't. Because you don't know how you act in that situation. So I'm not I'm not bashing him, I'm just telling you fact. This is the type of conversation that he had uh, the very next day. Um, now I've seen, and keep in mind, I'm going to reiterate this again. I don't know how I would act. But I've seen, you know, Candace and her mother out and, uh, you know, they're... You can't, I guess you can't live, I guess they're just different, you know, they're just different, um, loud, boisterous, always cutting, like, loud and laughing, the times that I've seen them out, they're cutting up, and, and like I said, you don't know how somebody would act, I don't know that, that she is, uh, you almost feel sorry for, for her in a way, um, I mean, obviously you feel sorry for the family for what they're going through. But, um, you know, to have your daughter go missing and then through the course of this, this whole missing persons and search, they get like killed by social media. I mean, what kind of pressure that would be? I don't, that's not what I mean. I don't know. I don't know how to act. And then on top of that, they get their other three children taken away, which Don comes out and says they're in a better place because at this time, You've got people coming to their house, uh, trespassing on their property. Uh, I was out in the front yard. I had people yell at me. I mean, just people kind of got crazy there for a, a minute and uh, was coming down from all over the place. But we don't know what happened. Now, law enforcement's not letting uh, whatever information they have really out um, as far as what they've got. I think this has been more of a, a really strange case to them. Because it's almost like within two to five minutes, this poor young girl has vanished into thin air off of a mountaintop, really. And it's odd. You know, it's just odd because of the things that I told you. Now, there, you know, you, you hear certain things pop up in the news today, but I don't think they have any more than what they had on that day or the next day. The last bit of information that come out that I've seen was the maroon Toyota truck with the ladder rack and the plastic buckets in the back, the white buckets. They're looking for a 98 model Toyota, a red maroon Toyota with ladder rack and white buckets. They say it's a witness to it possibly because someone's seen that type of truck in the area at that time. 
and they've tried to locate that truck for months. And now, they say they haven't, or nothing has come out about it, but maybe they have, because they can't really let, let the public know too much about what's going on on an open and active investigation. But we know we've got a missing six-year-old girl that's been missing for six, seven months. June the 15th will be a year. And like I said, I know firsthand what went on here. And the, the police were here. They searched, they searched, they searched. With You know, by the time they probably, if, if this was an abduction, say stranger abduction, or it's got to be, okay, yes, yeah, stranger abduction could happen. I think it's rare that it would happen just because of the location of the house of it being so far off the beaten path. Somebody they know, somebody that they've crossed paths with through the process of whatever they've been into. I don't know that they're straight and narrow. Maybe they kind of dabble in alcohol, drugs. I don't know. Maybe it's somebody they've encountered or somebody that's worked with Don that knows the house. I don't know. But it would be hard to get up that driveway. It's a one-way driveway up, one-way drive down. So we have to believe that Someone was on foot, had a car parked down the road. We have to believe she wandered off. Uh, that that's that's it. Or we have to believe that that something happened and and the parents are hiding something. I mean that's the only. You've got stranger abduction, you've got family or friend abduction, or you've got she's wandered off on her own, or you've got the mom, dad, or Mom and grandma or mom done something. Brothers done something. I mean, you've got, that's it's the only scenarios. This house is isolated. The time frame that her eyes were off of summer, the mother, Candace, was two to five minutes. You're not going to easily just get to this house. Not going to happen. Now, I've spoke to TBI, FBI, and local. And in a bonus episode, or a bonus video episode I'm going to put out on this case. I'm going to tell you exactly what they said and what they were looking for in a uh, bonus episode. And I'll leave the the link in the, in the show notes. If you want the bonus episode, we can use the Anchor app to send $5. Or we can use the Cash app to send $5. And I'll have all that in the show notes. Once a month, I want to try to do a bonus episode just to try to generate a little money to help support the podcast. Um, so, I want, like I said, I wanted to give you the four, the four things that I let's see. One, the first thing that wasn't out there was several days before she went missing, Summer Wells, Dawn was seen mowing that bank, waist high stuff with a push mower, and stuff you'd have to take a rope, pull the mower back up. Two, the black mid to early 90s Ford Ranger seen leaving Ben Hill Road area around that time. Now, they said they talked to him. He was looking for auto parts. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Maybe it's none of our business, they think. That was a fact. Fact is, message was sent to Candace on the day of or right the day after, um, asking if she needed anything. Her answer was a six-pack of Mountain Dew. The next day, Don come down. I feel like talking to, talking to us outside with, to me, a little strange behavior. But like I said, I don't know how 
I would act. I don't know what would be going through my mind. I don't know any of this. There's just not a lot of information that's out there. So what I wanted to do in this episode is just tell you some of the little things that I came across throughout this investigation that I've not heard anybody else say that I know for a fact is accurate because unfortunately we live in the area and it's a, it's a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. You don't know what to think at this point. And I know that Don and, and Candace have went through hell. I couldn't even imagine. Some people think they've done something. I, I don't, you know, we don't know. We don't know. But I wanted to, to, by doing this podcast, I wanted to give you the basics. I wanted to tell you some of the things that I knew firsthand. And I wanted to get rid of some of the myths. The cornbread mafia. The drug dealers and the meth labs and all this shit around here. It's a quiet, nice, peaceful area. You might have four or five people, okay, like anywhere else. I want to talk about the location. Everybody keeps saying Rogersville, Rogersville, Rogersville. Uh, 5,000 people, okay. Yes, it's a Rogersville address, but it's in Hawkins County. It's 30 minutes from Rogersville, 20 to 30 minutes. It is 10 minutes from Kingsport, and their house, where it sits, is not but 30 seconds from the Sullivan County line. It is technically not Rogersville, okay? So there's 50,000 people in Hawkins County. There's more than that in Sullivan County. And they are 30, 40 seconds from the Sullivan County line. Rogersville City is so far from this place, you have no idea. So those are some of the, the myths that are not accurate. There is not a cornbread mafia. This is not a, a Rogersville area with 5,000 people. It is a Rogersville address, but it's Hawkins County with 50,000 people. 30 seconds from the Sullivan County line, which contains more than that. So I wanted just to give you an idea of, of what I knew. Uh, I hope, just you just hope and pray for the best, you know. But we're going to put, I'm going to record a bonus video um, of my conversations with the FBI, the TBI, and the locals. Um, and I'm going to do that as a bonus. It's be a pay-for content, cash app, $5.00. Uh, or you can do the through Anchor, or however you do it. I use Cash App. It's just the easiest for me. $5, and we will email you the bonus video, and it'll be 100% yours to watch. We're just going to do this once a month just to try to generate a little money for the podcast. Um, you know, Summer Wells went missing on June 15th, 2021, and uh, she's not been seen since. And, uh, you know, it's Poor little five-year-old girl that went missing is now six, and she's a sweetheart. You know, you see the pictures, and your heart breaks. I mean, your heart breaks for the family, the mom, the dad, the grandmother. And I want to reiterate that by no means do we think they're guilty of anything. I just want to tell you what I know. Uh, it's just the facts. I mean, I hate that they're going through this on both ends with their daughter being missing. But on top of that, they're getting uh, slammed in the... In, on social media. But anyway, this is the missing persons case. So Summer Wells uh, went missing, Hawkins County, June 15th, 2021. Google it, look it up if you want more information about it. If you'd like to know what the FBI, TBI, and local law enforcement talked about, what we talked about, then uh, look for the link and uh, Send us the $5 and send us an email. We'll send you the video. 
And like I said, I'm new to this, so this is all, you know, I may not be doing this the right way. I don't have Patreon or any of that yet. So I'm going to shoot the video and then you can send me an email at theweeklypodcast at gmail.com. That's D-U-H-W-E-E-K-L-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And uh, we can get you the video and uh, go from there. But we're just trying to generate a little money to help help support the podcast and keep them coming every Wednesday. But uh, we are done with today's episode. Man, I appreciate the shit out of everyone. Let us know you're there. I don't care if it's 50 people, 8 people, 10 people. Let us know you're there, man. We love it. We want to grow this thing. I want to figure out what's entertaining, what people want to hear, but yet you want to be sensitive to the case and to what's going on. It's so hard. It's a bouncing act. My heart does bleed for these people, man. I swear to God it does. I don't want to come off as judgmental or as whatever. I don't. You are innocent until you are proven guilty. And even if someone is guilty, I will, I mean, sit down and talk to them. Or, you know, I, I try to be as kind as I possibly can. But some people deserve to burn, man. Fuck them. Some people deserve to burn. This is the Weekly Podcast.